Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Bird Gang Podcast of NC. We have an action-packed show tonight for you listeners. And ready to get this thing on the road. Before I do that, you know I'm going to holler at my two dogs, my road dogs, some of Philly's finest. We got my man A. Turner, A. Boogie, Alex yeah, Turner up? in the building. What up, baby? What up, man? What's up, Les? How you doing? Man, I'm good, brother. Just hanging in there, man. We 10 episodes in. Man, you know I'm excited about that, man. Everything good on your end? Oh yeah, man. Blessed to blessed to uh be back on the show and blessed to get in get ten episodes in. Ready for man. ten more. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, y'all know about my boy Alex, man. I'm about to bounce over to my boy, the big dog himself, Stephen Boyd, man. Steve, my dog. What to do, baby? What up, though? Ain't much. Just hanging in here, doing what we do. Yeah, absolutely, man. How was your weekend, boss? Man, it wasn't bad at all. Got off work Saturday, just chilled and rest. I've been chilling all chilling since. My man, my man, I appreciate it, man. Hey, once again, you know, I thank the listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in for episode number ten. Man, we're just excited, man. Um, you know, we're getting closer to the football season, 2020 season. It's about to kick off down in Landover for week one. We get into that time, guys. We halfway through August. We're halfway through August, man, so it's time to go, man. So for today's episode, we're going to do a few things. We're going to talk about a few different topics today. We're going to take a look around the league. We're going to talk about the tight end position. As you guys know, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle both signed their deals. So naturally, we got to wonder, what does it mean for Zach Ertz? We're going to talk about that. We're going to take a look also in our division. Okay, we're going to look at the Cowboys or the Cowgirls, as we call them. Okay, they added Everson Griffin. And I got to admit, that was a great pickup for them. Very, very good pickup for them. I got to admit, you know, I'm all, I'm always honest. But now we got to ask the tough question. Are they automatically the division favorites now? We're going to dip into that pool <laughs> in a few moments, so y'all might want to hold on for that one. Then we're going to talk about the infamous training cap battles we see videos every year of the dbs going against the wideouts the offensive linemen going against the defensive linemen we see the running backs taking on the linebackers this particular topic we're going to talk about the video that is circulating around all of the web we're going to talk about djack giving slate a business we're going to talk about quez Watkins punishing razul douglas but razul douglas he's used to that 
You know what I mean? So we 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 we're gonna talk about that and what those those battles mean, what they could mean. Okay, we're gonna take a look at DBs. Who's gonna be our favorite defensive back? Which includes cornerbacks and safeties. We're gonna take a look at which one we're the three of us are gonna keep our eyes on during the season. And last but not least, Brandon Brooks has not been placed on season-ending IR. That's kind of crazy. Now, mind you, we don't have to have our 53 in yet. But that's kind of strange because it's been about a month and a half, two months, and he hasn't been placed on it yet. But they've been placing everyone else on it, but not him. Uh, And later it came out that Lane Johnson thinks that Brooks may actually be back before the 2020 regular season is actually over. So we're going to jump into that as well. And a little quick throw in. I wanted to kind of talk about Alshon Jeffrey a little bit. He's he's a hey, they're saying he may be ready in September by the end of September. So we'll, we'll just jog around that issue and we'll go from there. So let's go ahead and dive into it, guys. As I stated earlier, we're going to talk about what's going on around the league, the tight end position with Kelsey and Kittle. Got huge mega deals this week, man. So naturally, we need to wonder, what is Zach Ertz thinking? Okay, because he turned down a deal that was around $11 million about three or four months ago. So we can't pay him that type of money right now, and we have to figure out our salary cap for next season. So I'm asking you guys, man, what's this mean for Ertz? And could this possibly be his last year in Philly? Steve, big dog, start it off. Doesn't look good. I will say that it doesn't look good today as far as for long-term Zachary staying in town. But what we do know is that he has stated that he wants to end his career in Philadelphia. He wants to play his whole entire career in Philadelphia. He stated that he stated that after we saw the two big deals going for um, Kelsey and Kittle. But we also know that money talks and BS walks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If he's turned if he turned down eleven mil per before, and we see Kelsey went I'm not sorry, not Kelsey, Kittle went for five seventy five. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember what Kelsey's terms were, but I'm pretty sure it was just as big or maybe bigger. Mm-hmm. And being that Zach Ertz is next in line in the hierarchy of best tight ends in the game, he's gonna want in that fifteen mil range. And like you said, we can't afford that. We're not going to. And Howie is not going to overpay to keep anybody. So it, doesn't, so it doesn't really look good. However, I really do. I could be being very naive with this, but I, I really do believe him when he, he talks about how he wants to stick around and be with his team and the community and everything like that. And his wife, Julie, they're very involved with what's going on in, up there in Philly. So I'm just hoping that he'll take a hometown discount Realize the chemistry he has with um, Wentz, knowing that if he goes anywhere else, he's probably not – it's 95% chance he's not going to get another quarterback as good as Wentz or have the same chemistry with him. And he has a good thing going with um, Dallas Goddard, a good one tandem, one-two. So all the pressure is not on him. Whereas when he goes to another team, he will probably have to be that number one end-all, be-all tight end. So – I'm hope I'm optimistic that they'll maybe how we might up that up it just a little bit more, and Zach could take a little bit 
offer his offer, and maybe they'll meet somewhere in the middle and get something done. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I agree with you, man. And that's a big thing. Dallas Goddard is real, man. He's real. So that's a big part of this whole equation, I think, that a lot of people aren't talking about, but we know in the back of our minds, you know, because he's going into year three, and at the end of this season, he'll be eligible for a new deal. So he may be looking for a new deal next year as well. So we we got some things to discuss. Alex, jump in there, big dog. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't have a good feeling about it. Again, here I come with my, my negativity. But you know what? As great as Zach Ertz is, you know, there's one thing that is on his side is that he's been relatively healthy, man. His whole career as an Eagle, he's been able to stay healthy, even of recent years. I mean, he he got hit in his, what, kidney? Right. And was pretty much willing to keep playing. So, I mean, he's a tough dude. He's one of the best at running routes, and he's the best at the nuances of what he does and how he does it. Um, you know, so of course we want to keep Earths, but the thing you have to understand is, and a lot of fans need to understand is that he's got two years left on his, his con- current contract. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it from Howie Roseman's standpoint, and you look at it from the team standpoint, is that at any point, if he plays out through those two years and doesn't sign it, uh, an extension that becomes a real big conflict and it becomes a situation where uh, Howie Roseman and probably Ertz might be leaning toward him moving on. And it's not that he doesn't want to, it would be, it would be simply because of the money at that point. If he's able to negotiate some type of backload contract, because we already know we're over, right. Uh, Coming Mm -hmm. into next season, we're over. So you'd probably have to backload it, you know, maybe take the uh, first year of that uh, bigger contract and a signing bonus. Um, if he's not willing to work that out and figure something out, he's obviously not going to get Kittle or Kelsey's number, but, you know, a tick under below that, um, then he might not be in the Eagles uniform. And I know, and I know that's what he said, but we got to put the fandom aside and look at it for the simple fact that, you know, he, he already had an offer and, and turned it down. So, what was that first offer? Twelve million or something? Something right, like that. Eleven. Eleven million. So okay, so he's gonna want probably somewhere in that thirteen. I can see maybe twelve, thirteen, probably fourteen. So I don't know. I just realistically, we could do it, but it's gonna take a lot more on Earth's end of wiggle room, and it's got to be if he's willing to do it. So again, the best thing about all of this is that. You know, we still have time left, but like you said, Goddard is coming up too. So it, it's just, it's a messy s- situation and maybe how we can, can navigate it, but I'm, I'll be the first to say, I don't, I'm not, I'm not high on it. I, I, I'm the opposite. So. I got you. I got you, man. I mean, both of you guys, strong, strong points, man. And, you know, I'm taking bits and pieces from both of you guys, uh, segments here and I just it's a tough situation man because you know I love Ertz man and what he's done for the Philadelphia Eagles like he was a huge part in that Super Bowl victory over the Patriots um, he had two key plays the fourth and one he caught that and then the third and seven the slant you know what I mean the touchdown to give us the go ahead in the fourth quarter man that was Ertz he's so clutch man um, 
my initial thoughts on it are, are, are simple. Okay. I don't think he can get Kelsey and Kittle money. First, let me just say this. I think he's just as good as them, but when I say, I don't think he should get that type of money is because we just don't have it next year, man. We mm-hmm. just don't have it. So now the conundrum is, is how we say, okay, look, you know, we offered you 11, you turn that down. Kills, uh, Kelsey and Kittle got 15 and 16. We can't give you that. So what about 13, you know, 13 and a half? If Ertz says no to that, then, you know, his stock is so high right now, exactly. you have to consider possibly exactly. trading him. And I'm just I'm, – I'm speaking from a logical standpoint. And, yeah, and, that's and what I was no, Yeah, and no way am I advocating for Ertz to be traded. I want Ertz and Philly – on that Kobe deal, as long as he can be, you know, um, yeah. you know, Goddard as well. You know what I mean? I want them both here. I think it's a great dynamic to have because tight ends are so, so much of a Mitch, a mismatch. And we have two top eight type top nine tight ends on the same team, man. That's an mm. advantage for us. And we got to keep that. Um, so, you know, we can't let him go, man. We, that's an advantage that we have in the division. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And and Les, you had you had said about he has all the leverage. You got to think about it. Eagles fans need to realize that he per, he purposely probably waited till these two deals got done with Kelsey. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Kittle. And can you blame him? No, that's the, no. that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, the cost to do business. You always right. wait for because he knew Kelsey and Kittle were coming up. Well. Specifically, Kittle. He knew Kittle was coming up, and I don't know if you guys know this, but George Kittle and Zach Ertz have a great relationship. They talk all the time, and one of the things that George Kittle said after he signed his deal was like, "Hey, you know, I, I wanted to get in and kick the door down," and he said, "I think Zach Ertz is next." That's what he said, okay. basically. Um, so we know that the two of them communicate, um, and I, I don't want to read between the lines. You know what I mean? So, it, but if I'm reading between the lines, it, Kelsey, I mean, Ertz may be like, all right, you got 16. I'll probably get 16 too. You know what I'm saying? So, right. we, we got to be leery of it, man. But yeah. like I said, for, for me, we got to keep Ertz because what we don't want is to let him go when he ends up somewhere else in the division and we got a problem on our hands. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. as a segue into topic number two, we're going to stay in the division. Okay. We're going to talk about Everson Griffin signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Um, I remember there was a debate a while ago between who should the Eagles take a look at, Jadavian Clowney or Everson Griffin. I remember when Baldy made that crazy statement about there's big news coming this week in the city of Philadelphia for the Eagles. We were like, is it Jadavian Clowney? Is it Everson Griffin? It was Jason Peters. (laughs) Then we turn around and bring – or they're gonna bring a DN in. Who? Oh, we might get Clowney or Griffin, dog. Vinny Curry. So, and not that Vinny's a slouch. We're not saying that, but you know, we know we obviously know Griffin and Clowney are, you know, they're they're a notch above, and that's that. So, <clears throat> with them signing Griffin, and they have Demarcus Lawrence, and they added Dontari Poe along with Gerald McCoy. Does this signing make the Dallas Cowboys? the divisional favorites. Alex, I'm going to kick it off with you. No. And 
my reason behind that is because let's not forget, they still have a brand new head coach. Okay. With everything going on right now in the condensed off season, I mean, super condensed, we still have the upper hand because we have out of the whole division, the longest, um, Ten, like the ten. I don't know what's the word that's called. What I'm looking for. Your tenure. Um, tenure. Tenure. There we go. I knew. Yeah, I, I was almost there. We had the longest tenure currently in the NFC East, so that is definitely going to play a big part. And you've already saw little bits and pieces of it based off Wentz and some of the stuff they talk about with the offense and how how quick they're clicking and things like that. Now, I will say this though: Everson Griffin is a big upgrade. Over what they had, I think they have. Um, Ooh, I don't know about and um, Robert uh, Quinn Smith, right? Oh, Robert Quinn, okay. Robert Quinn is good now. Good, yeah. So it, it that's an upgrade for them. It's it's a good move. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not, you know, because as much as I don't like them, I you know I know a good move when I see a good move. But he did get sauced a little bit by Dillard. <laughs> It was yeah. one of Dillard's game. He uh he that Vikings game. Dillard uh uh threw him to the ground a few times. So um now and if we had, I will say this, if we still had Brandon Brooks playing right guard, then I would be kind of like, yeah, it's a good move, but you know, the Eagles O line's better. But because he's out, you know, that's that looks good for them. That does it make them the division favorite? No, because I've already stated why, but it is a good move. Absolutely. Absolutely. So who from our O line needs to be ready for that? That's because that's a good deal. We actually got some good D lines. Um, Sands, the Giants, I think they'll be decent, but Redskins boast a good defensive line and the Cowboys look to boast a defensive line. A little bit older, but they're still stout. Um, we give them their, their credit. Um, so it's obvious we feel the right side might be ready. Who do you think needs to step up for us, man? I'm looking at that left side, but you know, well, Alex Dillard, Dillard, Dillard would have to step up. I mean, if 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 Dillard does what we want him to do and what everybody's projecting him to do, put the muscle on, get bigger, get more aggressive. He had issues with not being aggressive. He he'll <laughs> he easily can handle Everson Griffin. Yeah. Okay. So it, it comes down to again, as we talked in other podcasts, Dillard needs to be that first round pick, you know, so. Absolutely. Uh, step in there, big dog. Steve, what's up? All right, I'm looking at this, and I mentioned this in our um, week in our chat that we do. Yes, Everson Griffin is a, is a really good player, but why didn't Minnesota keep him? Mm-hmm. His, his age, probably, right? He, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, he, yeah, he's not old, but he's not exactly a young play, young guy anymore either. So you couple that with coming over to a new team, learning a new system and everything like that. Right. He may not put up those double-digit set kind of numbers that you're looking for out of that. And like I'm saying, this may be one of the – see, the Cowboys have a history of signing big names, making big splashes, and they come over and they don't necessarily live up to the, their reputation because be it maybe they're past their prime or – Systems don't doesn't fit or whatever, but Cowboys have a history of doing that. And I'm thinking, kind of probably kind of hope, kind of wishful thinking, but I'm thinking this is going to be one of those situations where he comes in, plays pretty well, but doesn't quite boast have the the type of year that 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 was the 
equals to the splash of his signing that he had. Yeah. But yes, but yes, he is a good player and he can wreak some havoc and cause some damage. So when it comes to who should step up, being that he is a defensive end, that would naturally I don't know what, what side he will play with Dallas, but and most teams they they flip around and switch around and do it, do that types of things now in, in mm-hmm. nowadays anyway you don't see too many people solely playing one side or the other, but it, so it would be both defensive ends whether that be Dillard or Lane Johnson, whoever is in front of them, yeah. even if they float float around and switch around, that's who would need to step up because I feel confident even though they do have some pretty good players in the interior Dallas does. I think with with Kelsey and especially if Peters is playing inside now and he can hold it down like we hope he can, we'll be fine with that. It's just um outside pass rushes that we need to make sure of. And I know Lane can can hold his his side down, so we just need Dillard to step up and do what we drafted him to do. Yeah, absolutely. Agree totally with both you guys. Um first of all, no the sign does not make them the favorite. I mean, it's cool for shows to lead their, you know, their topics and get clicks and yeah, that's all it get is. But no, because we have the best, we have the better head coach and we have the better quarterback. That's what wins divisions. Just take a look around, man. It's always the best coach quarterback combination that wins. If it's not that every blue moon, you'll get the best running game and the best defense that wins the division. Okay. We know Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are the best quarterback-coach combo in the West. But the running game of the 49ers and their defense is why that won. Now, you take a look over at the, at the, at the NFC East. The best quarterback, the best coach, they win. That's just how it normally goes. Every blue moon, you have an anomaly, but that is how it goes. Until they can do better than Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, will always remain in that top seat, okay? Now, who needs to step up? Andre Dillard, as the fella said, he needs to step up and be that first-round pick. If he can – because like I said, I'm confident in Lane, even JP in the right guard spot. I'm confident there because he has the speed – I mean, not the speed. He has the strength, okay? And he has the the experience of just the NFL, okay? Jason Kelsey is the best center in the NFL, and I like Samalo. He's an average above, a little bit slightly above average left guard. But we need to make sure that Dillard is ready. If Dillard can live up to his hype, our offensive line, we can, our offense would be almost unstoppable. You're right, and then we would get if we get Brooks back. Oh yeah, yeah. Then at that point, I mean, it's just, it's just getting nasty, man. And like mm-hmm. I said, I like the guys we got projected to move up in the next two or three years. Our draft picks from this year, Driscoll and Prince Wanakapo. Yeah, so yeah, I like Driscoll. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm looking at that, man, uh, and I, and I'm excited for it. And speaking of excitement, man. <sighs> Alex sent over, man, you know, and, and for our listeners out there, the three of us, we have a chat um, that we've been doing for close to a year now. And we just we, we check on each other, man. Hey, man, this is what's going on in the Eagles world. So when you guys want to know man, how you guys get all this information, man, we bounce it off of each other's heads, man. Steven will send an article. Hey, guys, found this. Check it out. Alex will send us a clip or an article 
or I'll send a meme or something like that. We, we, the three of us stay on top of it. So we're always going to know what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. So when you hear us reference that, that's what's going on. But in any event, this week, earlier this week, uh, Alex sent uh, the group chat a message and said, hey, man, did you guys get a chance to see DJAC? He's like, nah, we, you know, we didn't see it, bro. I said, hold on, let me do a little research. And, you know, and, I, no, you asked me to send it. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked you to send it, but we couldn't get it because I mean, we believe. Bro, I think you're I had to do some. I had to do some. Uh, what I had to do some like screen recording it. That's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you was early with that because it went viral yeah, later like, on. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw it everywhere. But at first, I was like, I can't even get this to work. Let me, let me. But because I wanted y'all to see it so bad, I, I went to the Apple. You know, good thing about iPhone. Hit that screen record. So that, that shows the dedication, man. We 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 had to make sure that you know I, it was seen ASAP. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely, man. And whew, did the world see it? Boy, did we see <laughs> it, man? Hey, DJ. Look, first of all, let's just say this: DJ in those drills is designed for the wide receiver to win. Yeah, DJ, man, that. Dude, still got the burners, boy. I know. I I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm be honest. I was like, for his age, it don't make bro, sense. You know what, Alex? Man, year thirteen, bro. Like that, bro. I'm he like, like, he's in year seven, bro. Six, seven, bro. I'm gonna tell. Hey, listen, man. Listen, man. Look, look. Hold on. Before we jump into that. Because he wasn't, DJAC wasn't the only one serving them, serving them platters, bro. Quez Watkins, he 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 got Razul. He 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 cooked him, man. He cooked, and I'm talking about on a skinny post. He left Razul in the <laughs> dust, in the dust. So oh, we we, we, we got to talk about those, man. We got to talk about what it means for both of the receivers. And you know, a lot of people gave Darius Slay. A lot of flack for that, man. So we're going to talk about that here. And also, just to throw it a little tidbit in, because we're talking about receivers here, uh, Adam Kaplan reported earlier this week on his podcast, and you guys get a chance, go over and check out Inside the Birds and subscribe to them and follow them. They're awesome, man. Great, great show. Great, great content. And we always show love to our fellow Eagles content creators, okay? But he, re- he 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 reported that Alshon could possibly be back before the end of September, man. So that's another thing. So let's go ahead and jump into this topic real quick. Steven, lead it off, man. Okay. I'm glad you brought up that point about how those those drills are designed for the wide receivers to win. Because the casual fan, like you like you went on your rant last week, the casual fans or somebody just Walking, looking at it, they're like, mm, he got killed. They don't see that you don't have any other defenders or no safety help or anything like that. So it's just wide open field for the receiver to run. Of course, he's going to be open. But the way he blew by him, Alex, you said year seven speed. No, that's that year one, year two speed from when yeah. he was dropping the ball before he crossed the goal line in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there was that yeah. speed. And he still has it. So this, yeah. is, this is more about the receivers. It's more on them because – like you said, those it's not designed for the defensive backs to win. If the defensive backs winning those drills, you know you got something great here. Now, um, the only thing, I, only concern I had was that Slay's new to the city. It's 
he, he kind of get get ridiculed online and might mess up his mess with his confidence, but not really because he's a veteran. He's he's a Pro Bowl type receiver. He he I don't think he would let anything like that get to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. as far as Douglas is concerned, well, he's fighting for a spot in the team anyway. So, like I said, unfairly or not, things like that can hold a negative impact. It could work against him. But like you said, he got enough working against him anyway, so shouldn't make that much of a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Oh, hey, and Stephen, while I got you on, man, but, I mean, really quickly, give me your thoughts on Alshon possibly being ready in September. Hey, man, if he comes with the right attitude, all that drama from pe- years past and all that stuff, as long as all that is put behind, Everything is squashed, and if he's ready to play, man, we could definitely use him because it'll be a great compliment with all the speed that we have at wide receiver. So you can have that big body to throw the just throw a lob up to third down and six. You know you can get that slant off to him, and he gonna body box out and get that catch. And we could definitely use him if he's physically ready, one, and if he's too mentally ready to put all that drama with the whole Foles Wentz talking to. Josie Anderson and all that stuff, as long as they put it behind them, I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I think uh, and I think Josina Anderson got fired too. Don't quote me on that, but I think <laughs> she's she not did. A ESPN anymore. I don't know what Yeah, what absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what you get, Josina. That's what you get. So you try to cause friction in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room and you tried to make you know, you had your boys back. I get it. But, nah, we Philadelphia Eagles here, man. We were Philadelphia Eagles before Alshon got here. We're going to be Philadelphia Eagles when he's gone, man. You chose the wrong side, baby. All right? I'm going at you about that later. Alex, jump in, buddy. Well, uh, I got to say, I've been watching that video. A-, a few things to note, too, man. First of all, that was Chad Johnson that was watching the video, talking about it, and critique and his tweets and everything like that. Um, D-Jack looks good, man. And Carson looks good, too. Let's not note that Carson was throwing that ball. And he yeah. placed it so well, boy. It looks so good. Um, there was another video where he did, like, a little, I guess, like, well, like a hitch route. Like, he did a little, uh, uh, little what was it, a little five-yard in, cut back. And, yeah, comeback, comeback route. Yeah, a little comeback route. He looked. Looks good, man. I thought it was Miles Sanders for a second, you know. Boy. So it it lo- it looks really good. He looks quick. He looks. The important thing is he looks completely healed from that core muscle injury. That's what we got to remember. Now, as far as Darius Slade goes, that's a three time Pro Bowler, and I think he said in a tweet that was only like his fifth or sixth snap, you know, or his first, you know, first couple of reps in the, in the, like yeah. eight months. So yeah. I ain't worried about him. Did the Eagles? Did they did, are the Eagles hurting because of that one play? No, is uh, Darius Slay gonna be okay? Absolutely, you know. So, um, but it's good to see that chemistry building between him and Wentz, you know. And um, I'm super excited. I mean, watching that video, I told y'all it was like, like I just got just got a new job offer, making more money. Just you know, we're happy, happy news. You get. It, just, it just it felt good seeing it, you know, as an Eagles fan. You know, absolutely. So I'm, really, I'm really happy about that. Now, Quez, though, and I told y'all about Razul, man. Why is that man still on the team? That man took a pay cut to be on his team. 
They need to. Bro. I hope he. I hope he doesn't make the roster. He's I not. That man. sounds bad. I hope he doesn't make the roster because it's I've impossible. seen enough of Razo. That's what I'm saying. I've seen enough, and I'd rather have a smaller, faster DB on him that might just get you know might get might get mossed you know just because he's shorter than Razo just running behind slow. You know what I mean? So, you know, but I like what I see from Quez. Um, Nothing to be alarmed about. I think that's I think there's good signs on both both ends. Now with Alshon. I don't know if y'all seen Alshon lately, first of all. My man's look a real rip. <laughs> yeah. I know I know Wentz came back looking look at looking looking swole, but Alshon looks cut, man. I don't know what he, he never used to look really cut. I, I think it's just the way his body is. But he's been looking super, super in shape lately. So um as far as him coming back early, I think he can, but I think he won't. He won't play a lot still. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think even if he does come back, which I want him to, I think they'll inject him slowly. You know, and then as as an Eagles fan, all all fingers crossed, man. We we hope that he comes in and plays well, and all, the whole wide receiver core can play well, and more importantly, stay healthy. Absolutely. I'm with you guys, man. Both of you guys, great points as always. Um, I mean, first of all, that, that D-Jack, I mean, that's just what he does, man. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't surprise me, you know, um, that's just what he does. Slay is fine, man. That was his, like I said, eight months, you know, you're asking him, all right, guys, you know, line up one, one-on-ones. And that's, just, you know, you're getting used to that speed, man. That that's tough on anybody. I don't care who you are. That's tough on anybody, and you can't really put your hands on the wide receivers to slow them up. So, not worried about Slay at all. And if you fans out here of other teams, first of all, thank you for listening and supporting the Philadelphia Eagles. And <laughs> if you think your wide receivers are going to do that to Slay, hey man, send an email to your quarterback and tell them to throw at him. That's all I say. Do it. Do you know it, what I'm saying? Don't, don't don't argue me. Tell tell your QB to throw at him then, if that's what you think it is. So, um, that's what that's my thoughts on that. The Quez Watkins. Let me tell you something. I watch that. I get up in the morning. Let me tell you what I do in the morning. Get up in the morning. Open my eyes. Make sure you know everything's cool in the room. Make sure all the windows and stuff are straight. No one trying to break in. Look over. Kiss my wife on the forehead. Get up, get get up, get my dogs, you know, give them hugs and kisses, take them outside, let them do their business. I come back in the crib. I would I go straight to the Quez Watkins tape, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Boy, let me tell you something. He put Razul Douglas on skates, bro. Oh my god. And, and, and what made it so bad was first of all. I didn't know that Quez Watkins had the second fastest time at the combine for wide receivers behind Henry Ruggs. I didn't know that, but yeah, yeah. But but he ran a four three five, which I knew, and I was like, yeah, he got speed. I always knew he had speed, but to see him that post route, it was a skinny post, and his transition when he got Razul to twist his hips, and then he just cut back in. Holy the acceleration. Holy mo I that said, wait a minute, speed. bro. That's that second, second gear. Yeah. See, when we're into the casual fans out here, skinny post is a route. 
you're you're running up, you run for a good 10 to 12 yards, okay, depending on the play coverage, but it's a 10 to 12 straight line run, and you take a jab to the outside, and so the defender is thinking you're just going to run a straight nine route, a straight go route. Once he turns his hip, you then plant and go straight to your 11 o'clock, just go. And what's important is at the top of that route, his transition was seamless. He didn't stop. He didn't stutter. It was just a, it was just so smooth. And the acceleration from that was, I mean, I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. Yeah, he's so damn fast. Bro, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. That's pro- like, I haven't seen nobody hit that probably – I know Chad Johnson used to do it, but I think the last person I saw do it that smooth was Stefan Diggs. And, and who was it against? Razul Douglas. <laughs> yo, I'm trying to tell you right now. Yo, that dude is fast. I'm going to tell you right now, the thing about him being that fast and having such a good QB, and in the words of um, um, uh, Shannon, Carson Wentz gonna walk it to him, right? <laughs> all day long, brother. All day long. It was a beautiful route, man. And like I said, Alex, let's Alex mentioned earlier, you guys. Let's not forget, man, Carson is out there slinging that thing. Okay. I'm excited for him this season. I think he's gonna have an MVP caliber year. And, you know, listen, Alshon, man, I was I was your biggest fan, bro. You know, you try to cause a little bit of issues, man. We know it's you. Stop playing the games. We all know it's you. Okay, if you want us to get behind you again and you get that real Philly support, just stop lying about it, bro. Okay? We know it's you. Okay? Come back in if you're ready. And I hope you are ready. I hope everything is healed, man. Godspeed to you. Come in. Get to work. All right? Leave all that, that IG and all that talking mess and leave that out the window. If you want to still continue to do that, stay on the pup list, fam. We don't need it. All right? So we we, we already got wide receivers on the joint. That's scary to take your spot anyway. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you need, to, you, need to, you need to chill out, fam. But speaking of chilling, man, guys, we're going to take a pause. Quick word from our sponsorship so we can pay the bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, man. We're moving, we moving along, man, quite nicely on these topics today, man. We only got two topics left, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to talk about our revamped defensive back position today, okay? We're going to talk about a DB that the three of us, we're going to pick a, three, a DB that we're going to be keeping a close eye on for the season, okay? Now, the DBs, normally people think, oh, that's just your cornerbacks. No. Your DBs include your cornerbacks and your safeties, okay? So that's who we get to choose from. Alex, go ahead and jump it off for us, buddy. Uh, DB to keep an eye on. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw, throw two out there. One's going to be a CB and one's going to be a safety. My cornerback that I'm keeping a really good eye on is going to be Sidney Jones. And mm-hmm. the reason why it's Sidney Jones for me is because if he can pick up where he left off from last season. Lord okay, have mercy. 
and make some clutch plays. It doesn't have to be shut down, locked down, number one receiver, okay? When I've, and I've mentioned this before on, on another uh, pod. He just needs to be sufficient. No hamstring injury, um, you know, lingering injuries anymore that's keeping him out of games. He can be that number two, the number two guy for us. Now you can move Maddox to the slot. There's going to be amazing things coming from the defense. I, it does, he, he doesn't even need to be all pro, really. He could just be serviceable. Take that number two receiver. That means he doesn't got to – he don't have to go up against Cooper. He doesn't have to go up against the, the strongest, fastest guy. He could just go up against the number two receiver and deliver, deliver the goods. Own up to that first-round pick that he was supposed to be because, you know, he tore his Achilles. So I'm watching him. I'm watching to see if he, he has a good training camp because he's had some good training camps. But I want to see that go from a good training camp and see it progress into the season, okay? So I'm watching Sidney Jones. And then I'm also, as far as safeties, and I'm already seeing a few things about him, is, is KV, I, I think I say his first name, Kavon or Kavion? Kavon Wallace. Kavon mm-hmm. Wallace. Because I'm going to tell you right now, what I've seen from that man already, you know, I know he's, I know he's a rookie, and I know he's got a lot of things to learn about the position and, and coming down to play, you know, more the linebacker role, playing in the box. That man is going to be all right. I'm telling you right now. And I read an article somewhere where he's already picking up a lot of the cues and he's out on the field telling other backs where to line up in his rookie year. So yeah. those are my two guys that personally I'm gonna be watching like a hawk man. Absolutely. And it, Absolutely. is the room good enough? That's the that's the other question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's no, you're good. You're good. Enough. You're good. I think it's I don't – it's good enough, but I don't want it to be good enough, right? I want it to be – I want to have a great – I want to have a great secondary for once. How long have we been wanting a great secondary, right? Yeah. So, it's good enough, yes, but I want it to be great enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair points. Fair points, man. And I like the how you, how you pick the two. I think that's an awesome format to follow. Uh, Big Steve, get in there. Man, this guy went. He must be inside my brain because he picked everybody that I was going to pick. <laughs> oh, my but bad. another, but another reason just to piggyback off your points about Sydney. Okay, we got a number one guy now with Darius Slay. So if Sydney Jones is going to be the number two, the focus is going to be on him, especially if Slay starts off the year on fire, making plays and everything. He's not going to get a lot of throws his way. Yeah, yeah, but so, he, he'll so only have gonna, to cover the number two, though. He's, but he's that's good my enough, point. But he's good enough to handle it. And that's right. my point. He's going to start getting more attention. Okay, Slay is locking out. I got down. Let's go, let's go pick on Sidney Jones, see if we can get something there. If he steps up and plays like he did last year, he could have an opportunity to be in the Pro Bowl because he will have an opportunity to get turnovers and interceptions and those that's numbers true. that that's get true. you into the Pro Bowl. Now, um, as a, the other cornerback that I would have looked at was um, you mentioned you mentioned Maddox, but I was going to go with Robbie Coleman. Oh, one of them two, man. one of those two guys is going to be the three, oh, bro. You took mine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> one of those two guys are going to be the three, either three or four. One of those two, and you know how important the slot is. So both of them, and he's really, good too. He's mm-hmm. good. He's good. Yeah. Now with safety, just like you and you 
you brought up all great points with Kayvon. I'm looking at it as like he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of attention because he's gonna he's basically the Malcolm Jenkins replacement. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of teams are going to test him early. They're going to say, okay, they got a rookie in Malcolm Jenkins, but we know how important Malcolm was, Jim. Right. So let's let's test him. Let's run to where he's going to – if he's down in um, playing run, run, run protection or whatever, let's go, let's, go, let's go focus on him. If he's out, out playing deep, they're going to try to send guys at him. So if he could step up and, and do those things, he, yeah, I expect a few some rookie growing pains, but if he could step up and, and play well, that's going to call, be – Big for our secondary, and mm-hmm. so that way, answer the question: Are we good enough? Is our secondary good enough? I say right now, I believe so, but we definitely have room to improve and to develop over the year, especially with our new secondary coach that we have. Yeah, so I believe we're going to have by December. It's not even going to be a question. We're going to be one of the top secondaries in the league if things mm. go according to plan. Absolutely, absolutely, man! Great, great points again guys y'all on fire today man um man you guys t- y- y'all was over here reading my notes man how y'all get <laughs> my crib and I-, and I got ring security so you you would think that i would have seen y'all come up in my office and take my notes man yeah, i got the um, ring too hold up i yeah. got the ring too hey wait I, but but there's still another man you can mention though the same no nah, it's, it's no nah, i i got no 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 i got i got it man because listen you know, of course, everyone knows Sidney Jones is my guy, man. I've predicted that he would make the Pro Bowl this year. Um, I was going to mention uh, Roby Coleman, but, you know, Steven got that one, man, and that's a great point. I'm going to look at Strat, man. Um, uh, a very, very underrated player. He does not get, like, if you're a true Eagles fan and you bleed green, right? You know what what Strat brings to the team. I love you know that. you man a beast, bro. And I think he he he's physical. The confidence is there, and he plays very very well. I like him. He's the cornerback. I'm going to be keeping my eye on. Of course, you know I love all of them, so I'm going to be keeping my eyes on all of them. But you know. Really, man, I want to see is how is he going? What is Jim going to do with him? You know what I mean. That's what I'm interested in finding out. Um, as far as my at the safeties, man, I love all those guys. You know, Willie Will, Will Parks is another addition that no one talks about. He's going to be excellent in the secondary as well. But I'm looking at Jalen Mills, man. Oh, I knew you. Okay, I'm looking yeah, at Jalen Mills. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking at Jalen Mills because here's my thought process, man. Jalen Mills in college, he played that nickel hybrid safety role, so he played. He did what. Malcolm Jenkins did as well. He was also one of the leaders of the LSU defense, and he's very physical. He can tackle, right? If he can transition to that position seamlessly, this secondary can – because I'm going to tell you something. I'm not worried about Slay. I'm not worried about Roby Coleman. I think Sidney Jones can get the job done. Rodney playing at deep third, I have no problems there. If Jalen Mills can hold up his end of the bargain, this secondary is going to 
cause problems for offensive dog. Going to cause problems. Plus, plus the offense. biggest thing with, with Mills was he would get beat, you know, with the deep speed on some, you know, sluggo routes and things like that, you know, and he played the best when he was in like the red zone. You know, and that's the thing. He, see, that's why I think I want to keep an eye on him because normally safeties, unless you're playing that freeze position, which Rodney has, a lot of times the way Jim runs his defense, the safety plays in a, in a box, okay? Right. So, you know, you got the two points at the top, two points at the bottom, just like, like a box. Okay, and that's what he's responsible for. And I think Jalen is better suited to play in that box. Okay, exactly. You know, he's not a space player. He's not a space player. Okay, Avanti Maddox is a space space player. Craven can be a space player, but Jalen Mills is not. He's a box player. You, you give him a little area and let him rock. That's why he's one of the best cover corners, cornerbacks in the NFL in the red zone because he doesn't have to use too much space. Exactly. All right, so he's going to be the guy that I'm looking at. Uh, personally, I think the DB room is fine the way it is. That's me personally. I think it's set up the way – it should be set up. I think the issues we were having last year is because we had number two guys, really, a bunch of twos and threes. Okay, so right cornerbacks and nickels playing against number one. So things were kind of like out of place. Now we got a number one corner that's going to shift Sydney to the number two corner. Okay, and we got uh, Roby Coleman playing at three, Cravon playing at three. That dime look, we can bring Jalen Mills down there if they to, to, to cover tight ends if they want to flex a little bit. So, man, I am excited. And just like Steven brought up, man, Marquand Manuel, the new defensive backs coach, I am super excited to see the attitude and the fundamentals that he brings. So I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to play, damn it. Shit, what's up? Who won? My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But enough about that, man. We're going to get on to the next topic, man. Sorry about that, guys. Hey, and, and, we, and we brought him, you guys heard us mention him two or three times earlier in the show. We talking about the Kung Fu man himself look like he in a bodybuilding contest right now. Mr. Brandon Brooks, man. Wasn't placed on the IR which is not unusual, but it's not usual if you guys get my drift. But then his best friend on the team, Lane Johnson, indicated earlier that he thinks Brandon Brooks may come back before the end of the season is up. So my question to you guys is, do you think that's a good idea for him? Because he's, I think he's 30, um, so he's going into his, you know, twilight years a little bit. Um should he just go ahead and take the rest of the year and heal up so he can come back and be ready next season? Or if he can come back and be the Brandon Brooks that we all know and love, is it worth it? And would you want him back? Steven, kick it off. Okay, this is something that I would say better be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. And Achilles is not – that's nothing to play with. I know medicine has de- developed and advanced and people can come back from those Achilles tears – a little better than they could in years past, but it's still, you got a guy who's going to have all that weight 
on him. Yeah, that's that's even worse on the Achilles. Yeah. I think he should just go ahead and just sit it on out. The only way I would want him to come back is if, like, some for whatever reason we had injuries or just bad play, and him coming back would help out. But by that, but by that time, at that point of the year, it might be a lost cause anyway. I say, look out for the rest of your career, because if you go out here and re-injure that Achilles, have a Kevin Durant situation. You could be Oof. messing messing yourself up for the, the next year and years following, and it's 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 not quite personally. I don't think for him it's worth the risk. Absolutely, great great points as always, uh, I, and I I agree with you. I agree with you. I had a little twist in there. Um, I'm gonna let Alex jump in there first, and then I'll follow him. Well, I saw a video uh, a couple of days ago. Man, he's already out of his boot. You know, and rehabbing on the bike and everything like that. That two months, that's amazing, man. So it might just be you got, y'all. Y'all have to look at it like this. It might just be he's superhuman. Okay, let's just talk it up. Okay, he he might have the healing abilities of Wolverine. Okay, <laughs> because you know he already he had that shoulder injury, and then he came back from a um, the uh, other one was another AC uh, Achilles one, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So yep. he's not new to it. He knows how to rehab from it. So I feel like personally, if Peters isn't playing really good at right guard, which I doubt that it doesn't seem like that's something hard for Peters to do. But, you know, well, time will tell. But if Peters is playing well and he's, you know, not not like he's not needed, but we're playing well and rolling through the season, then, yeah, you know, I would keep him out. You know, it's we're fine. And you know, we'll see you next year, you know, and then he's just got that year of recovery and, and hopefully he'll play play all the way through the 2021 season, you know. So, you know, if we're struggling and the doctor signs off and says he's okay, we'd be crazy not to run play. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's like if your best guy's back, put him back in. I, I know people are going to say no, yeah. Think about Wentz after he tore his ACL and the other CL he tore, I think it's PCL. Um, when he came back, we were scared. We put him one to put him in bubble wrap. But you know, the doctors say he's good. I say let let Brandon play. But hopefully the Eagles are rolling and we don't need to put him in. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I got you. I got you, man. Great points. Valid, valid points. I, I'm I'm in the middle between you guys. Um and Stephen brought up a great point. Better to be safe than sorry, man. You know, just go ahead and sit out, man. Get right. Get ready for 2021. Get back to your natural position so, you know, we can rock out. You can hit next camp. Hopefully this whole pandemic will be behind us. We can have a regular off season, uh, a regular training camp, and you get back in there, you and your buddy Lane, and we get to work. Hopefully we'll still have Kelsey. He won't retire, and we'll move forward, yada, yada, yada. Um, <clears throat> I'm more along the lines of I really think Jason Peters and Matt Pryor can hold down that right guard spot. I think Jason Peters will be fine if something were to happen to him. Or, you know, he he's – look, we know Jason Peters, okay? We know he's going to take himself out a few plays a game. Okay, 
I trust Matt Pryor to play that right guard spot. So we're good there for now. You know what I mean? That's my thing. Brandon Brooks, if you're listening, man, love you, big guy. Can't wait till you're back on the field. Sit this one out, man. Go ahead and get fully healed. Get ready. See you next April for OTAs, man, and we'll rock out then. All right? So that's my thoughts on that. Um, But, you know, hey, I got a thought for you. We got Turner's top takes right now coming up. Are y'all ready for that, man? Do y'all know what that means, man? Man, y'all have no idea what you guys are in store for. My dog, Alex Turner, he's about to give it to you raw and uncut, man. Take it away, Alex. Thank you, Les. Appreciate that intro. Look, it's Turner's top take. Now, this week, on my top take, I want to talk about something we talked about in the episode okay i want to lean on this and you know bridge off of it because i felt like it was a great topic you know i think les did a good job with this one so for my top take is going to be as we talked about with the the uh the db room and everything like that it's going to go off that with training camp already in full full swing but they're allowing the media to report to practices to I think starting Monday tomorrow which would be the 17th of August right so we're going to get some media there watching they really are ramping up the practices now right they're going to go mm-hmm. harder they're going to start wearing shells you know I don't know when they're going to do the hitting yet but they can really ramp it up and and a thing to note is there's no more preseason games so yeah. with there being no preseason games before they would have that preseason game they'd have a day off before I think preseason game and then two days off Mm -hmm. so it's not like that anymore but the rule is they just can't do three days in a row so that's interesting to see how peterson put together the practice but on to that my top take will be who who are we most excited for to watch in this training game because now that we can actually watch it we saw clips who are we really truly excited for throughout the whole team we talk about the db room but throughout the whole team I'm going to give my – we're all going to give our three, our top three guys that we're most excited. Not, not you know, who needs to improve more, just the most excited to see. You know, it's exciting time, training camp, football is back, baby. Okay, so I'm going to start with my first pick, and that's Les's guy, Jalen Rieger, okay, out of TCU. Yes, sir. Now – there's obvious reasons why I'm excited for him. He's the, our first-round pick, okay? He apparently is learning the zero behind Deshaun. That's, that's going to be interesting because we know he's fast. I've seen it with my own eyes. He's fast. And then I think they're going to let him learn the X as well. So I'm excited to see how they use him, how that speed and that, you know, that uh, acceleration he has, how that works with this offense and how it works on Wentz, you know? Then my number two is going to be Darius Slade for obvious reasons. He he was the big offseason move, so he's supposed to be that number one guy. I want him to remain that number one guy. That's pretty much all. I want him to stay healthy. I want him to be that number one shutdown corner. That's just what I want from Slade. I think he can do it. So, And then my number three is going to be 
And and this this is probably not everybody's number three. You could put Andre Dillard in there as a third, and who y'all pick as your third is cool. But for me, it's going to be Greg Ward. And this is why it's going to be Greg Ward, because I think Greg Ward is a lot better than what he gets credit for, okay? And then I also believe he can play that slot position very well with Carson Wentz. That's the key. He can – he, I think – has very good chemistry with Carson Wentz. So I hope he can get a lot of snaps. That's what I want. I want to see him snaps with Deshaun on one side, Rager on the other, or Alshon or whoever you put in there. It could be uh, J-Jaw. I want to see him in the slot then, you know, not with some trash cans on the other side. I want to see him in the slot with some, some good receivers and see how he can eat, you know what I'm saying? So Greg Ward, I feel like, you know, you – there's a lot coming from you. So those are my top three. I'm most excited to see with training camp and the practices. So fellas, turn nice. top I, okay. I, I, I want to hear what y'all have. Who's your top? I got you. I got you. Uh, I hey, got hey. you. Steven, uh, I'll, I'll jump in there real quick, Steven. Okay. If, you, if, you, yeah, no, if you don't mind. Let's, let's kick it off. I know that's how you Yeah, yeah, you go. It. I'll go let's last year. Yeah. Man, I, okay, really quickly, man, I'm going to tell you like this. Number one, Carson Wentz. Oh. That's my guy. There's no cut cards. Y'all know how I feel about him, man. Top three, top four, top five QB in the league after this season. There will be no more questions. He will solidify himself as an elite quarterback. That's my guy right there. That's number one. Number two, man, I got to holler at the dog next to my boy, Fletcher Cox. That's Javon Hargrave, dog. I forgot about Javon. That's crazy. Listen, man, ever since we got Fletcher Cox back in 2012, we have not paired him with someone. Now, we tried it with Jimmy Timmy Jernigan, but he got hurt, was inconsistent. And then we tried it again with Malik Jackson. He got hurt. This third time is the charm, okay? Javon Hargrave, if he can be who we brought him in here to be and stay healthy, this will be the first time. Fletcher Cox has had someone next to him that and that is a problem. Do you mm. hear me? Mm. I don't think y'all hear me, but I'm trying to tell you that dude is going to be a monster with Fletcher Cox in the middle, man. They collapse in all pockets near you, brother. Bring the police. You're gonna need protection. Okay, that's my t- that's my second guy right there. And my third guy right there, I'm gonna go off the script because nobody's talking about him, and that's cool. But it's my man, Dallas Goddard, man. And by the end of this season, mark my words, he will be the best tight end on the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay? Mm-hmm. Those are my top three guys that I'm watching again. That's Give Carson Wentz. Hey, I'm trying to tell you. Carson Wentz, Javon Hargrave, Dallas Goddard. He's already – matter of fact, PFF already listed him as the number six tight end in the NFL with Zach Ertz at number seven. So ah, that's right. That did happen. We we didn't talk about that. We we did not. I I left it alone on purpose because I wanted to talk from the money aspect. Okay, but we're we're gonna say we're gonna table that topic possibly next week or week after that. But it's going to be discussed. I believe it happens this year because if you look at year one going into year two, his numbers doubled. Man, his numbers. Targets everything doubled, so he's getting ready to be that number one. So that's 
that all ties into the whole Zach Ertz contract thing, guys. It does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, that's another topic for another show. I'm going to let Steve get in with his top three. All right. I'm going to go three, two, one. Number three, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit with Javon Hargrave. My, I'm looking at him. Bad. I'm looking – no, but I'm coming with a different mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. He's coming from Pittsburgh where he played the nose. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be in the three, four. I'm sorry, a four three where he's mm-hmm. going to be playing different gaps. It's going to be a little bit, little bit of adjustment. So I want to see how he adjusts to that. And I'm pretty sure he can make the adjustment, but it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Number two, number one pick, Jalen Rieger. Is 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 important? He has to, he has to basically be the number our number one receiver. If, if Deshaun Jackson is our number one receiver, something's not right. Yeah. He has to pretty. He has to step up and be that number one guy. Not saying he has to have a hundred catches, twelve touchdowns, or anything like that. But he has to, he has to be a threat out there. And the number one, Miles Sanders. Ooh. He Ooh. is now going to be the lead back. Ooh. Expect big numbers from him. Expect Ooh. big fantasy numbers. He is going to be by the time, by the end of the year, he'll be in those top ten, at least top ten running back. Conversations, and if he can perform like that, guess what that does for our offense, bro? So to, a, to another level, champ. Yeah. So Miles Sanders is the number one guy I'm looking forward to seeing. Man, that what you know what man, you know of course everyone knows Rieger's my guy and and D Jack and Carson Wentz and all that stuff. So I I didn't even think about Miles Sanders and what Miles he Sanders is. Too. Man, listen, he is a. He's a problem. Boy, Steve, hey, Steve, you, you Barry Bonds did with that one, bros. Uh, hey, that one right there, boy. That, ooh. And, and real quick, man, really, really quick. I know we said three. I, I got to throw this one guy in there. God damn it. I want to see something with Jalen Hurts, okay? You didn't embarrass us, Howie. You embarrassed <laughs> us by, by picking this mother – You by picking him in the second round. Man, you made us the laughing stock in the NFL – he needs to have five touchdowns, bro. Okay? I need to see five TDs, the Taysom Hill roll. I need to see it. I right. need to see it happen. Okay? That would be, be the icing on the cake. You know what? I thought about Hurts, but I was looking at it a different way. I was like, I, especially like you said, we get more of training camp is going to be shown like through the media and everything. I'm like, keep that under wraps. I don't want nobody to see it. Mm-hmm. And we just unveil it and surprise everybody with it. Absolutely. 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 Hey, man. Segment. Turner's Tops takes, man. That, I mean, one for the ages, man. Hey, all my boys, they came through, man. Steven, I, I got it. Man, you rocked it, man. That Miles Sanders hit me heavy, man. It did. No, no, no one even... As soon as he said Miles Sanders, I thought about just that catching it back in the end zone. Dog. <laughs> but... Dog, I'm just thinking about if you look at what he did the last four games of the season, bro. He was he was getting started, bro. He was just mm-hmm. – I mean, he was – like the last four weeks of the season, actually the last five, but really the last four, he was the best running back in the NFC East, man. Look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. The best running back in the NFC East the last – four to five weeks of the season. Just impact on the game, total yards. He was averaging almost 160 yards from scrimmage, man. Mm-hmm. He was eating. He was eating. Those are, those, those, those are numbers. 
I promise you, in that Seattle playoff game, if Carson doesn't get hurt, he plays better. He didn't have as much impact because there was like nobody was worried about old forty year old quarterback we had back there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. So, you know, hey, man, what? uh, That's a great pick, Alex. Great, great picks, man. And like I said, you know, listen, I want to take a second to thank the listeners, man. You guys are the best, man. It's because of you we're able to bring you guys this content from our perspective, man. And we really appreciate you guys. And we can't wait for episode eleven next week, man. I got I'm already I already got topics. I already got topics for you guys, man. Some interesting topics. You guys are definitely gonna want to tune in next week, man. You know, my guys here, man, we 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 definitely appreciate y'all. All right, I'm going to have my boy Alex. He's going to tell you guys where you can hear us and on what platforms we're available. Appreciate that, Les. If you like this episode and you want to hear more of the Bird Game Podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Just go in the search bar, type in Bird Game and uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe and like and you know get the content that your ears been missing we give it to y'all man we give we get we listen like i said normally i start the show off with the the, the biggest philadelphia eagles fans known to man but y'all know that now so i ain't even got to repeat it to you guys all right y'all want to y- y'all look y'all really need to just listen to us even if you're a casual fan just Click play, listen to us, and then take that and go into your sports groups and say what we tell y'all to say, and you're going to look like the hero. You know what I'm saying? That's that because we 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 are on point, man. We are. We love the Philadelphia Eagles. We love what we do, man. We do this, man. This is something that we are passionate about, and we want to bring you guys the Philadelphia Eagles content. And we thank you guys again for listening. All and, right, and, so and, and Les, before you before you sign out, I do want to say one thing. Sure. Um, I want to take a moment, a second, to just say, hey, as much as I don't like the team he's playing for, okay, but let's give let's just give a moment and, and appreciate Alex Smith, man. Okay, yeah. returning back to football after what happened to that man's leg. Oh yeah, nothing short than resiliency. And nothing short of an amazing testimony of the human strength and the human ability to overcome because not only did he break his leg in, I think, a couple places, but he had an infection in it and he almost wasn't going to be able to walk, let alone play football again. So I don't think a lot of y'all, and, and look, this is this is all birds, but look up how his leg looked. Google it, Okay. And just you, you'll get an appreciation. Yeah, I, I was actually watching Don't the game. Just squeamish. Yeah, yeah I, was, I remember. I remember that injury too. Yeah, I remember. I was watching it, the game. Too. It was. It was nasty, man. Hey, Alex Smith, man. I'm glad to see you back, man. Yeah, okay. yeah. I hate the team that you play for. Okay, so I'm right, not rooting right. for you. Okay, but right. what I will say is, man, listen, bro. Okay, you collected millions upon millions upon millions and millions of dollars since 2005. You were the first overall pick i think your first contract was six years 45 million and you saw all of that hopefully you invested your money i'm not watching your pockets okay 
Go ahead and sit this one out, man. Yeah, well, he, he was activated. He was cleared to play. But I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. I, I know that. No, all of that. But his leg, man, that was awful. What happened to his leg? I'm with, I'm with you, Les. He almost died. He almost yeah, died. He almost died from it. But but the thing about it is, for him to come back though is is amazing. I have to say. No, no, no. It, 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 it's a feat within itself, man. Much props to him, man. That is awesome. But listen, you know what I'm saying? There's a B side to this. Like, you remember those old cassette tapes we used to put in our, our radios and stuff in the cars? And when you listen to side A, you would hit the eject button, pull it out, flip it around, put it in B, and push it back in and hit play. There's a B side to it, man. The brother almost lost his leg. I think what's I think he had 17 surgeries. Mm-hmm. Almost had to have his leg amputated. I think six times. Okay, caught a staph infection. I believed. You know what I mean. Um, look, man, it ain't worth it. All right, sit this one out, man. If you want to be around the game, look into coaching, man. All right, we just want to see you live a healthy life. I ain't hating it at all. You know. I just want you to be able to have a healthy life as healthy as you can from right. this point forward. He's got kids. He's got kids yeah. A lot of stuff a, that goes person, yeah. and, and, you know, not to mention the stress and, and, and the burden that he put on his family during this time. And I'm not talking yeah. financially, but they were stressed because here it is, you know, he's a husband, he's a father, he's a son. All them worried, is daddy going to make it? Is he not going to make it? Is my husband going to die? Is he not going to die? Is my son going to die? Is he not going to die? Now that those people that you're well, go ahead and spend time with them, man. The people that held you down because the the NFL moved on when you were hurt. We weren't even thinking about you guys. You know, we, 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 everyone moved on, but your family was there for you. Now it's time for you to be there for them. So that's just my opinion. Okay. But I understand what you're saying, Alex. Trust yeah, me. No, I I, yeah, and, and I just wanted to because he's directly in our division. And it's just, it's one of those things where you don't see that happen every day. You know, look at, um, uh, who was that, Joe Theismann? Look at what happened to his leg. Yeah, he ain't play another absolutely. game of football. It's similar to what happened. He ain't yeah. never play another game of football. So just for him to be, and he could get activated and get cut. You know, it really doesn't matter. But just for him to, he probably said a goal in his head that, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to play another game of football. And he might play one game and then get cut and realize, like, I can't do this. I need to retire. But it just speaks a lot to him. I had to say something about it because, you know, with the game of football and how scary it can be and everything like that, and how this is the worst case scenario that can happen, you know, other than that and concussions. But, you know, it's just, it's good to see somebody bounce back, you know, and. I had to shed some light on it. So, yeah. not to steal away from that, Les, but uh, go, ahead and, go ahead and continue closing this out, man. Are you good? Go ahead, Steve. you have any closing remarks, Steven? Um, no, nothing really. Just another great week, another great show. Um, welcome. All our fans back next week. We're going to have more fire for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, see, this this is what happens, listeners, when you guys get with real Philadelphia Eagles fans. Man, we gave you Turner's two top takes. Where you get where? Where else you gonna get that man? He gave you two of them. He hit you with the three players you looking for this season, and he hit you with the hey man, let's be human. He hit you with the human effect. We're talking about Alex Smith, man. Turner's 
two top takes, man. That's a man. Hey, he blessed y'all this evening, man. Did, you know what I, I mean? Did, so, I absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, until next time, again, we love you guys. Have a great, safe, healthy, productive week. Don't forget, when you find us online, go ahead and rate us, man. And it's okay if there's something about the show that you guys don't like, tell us so we can work on it and make the show better for you guys, man. Until then, yeah, Bird Gang, we out. Go Birds. Peace.